Hi. Hi. Hello, Dolly. <laughs> it's so good to meet you over Zoom. I wanted to talk because my whole life I've had weight problems. I don't even want to say problems. I've had to deal with my weight um, as a result of societal pressures, right? And I've just realized, like, I want to talk to women and girls who have dealt with these things because we have the firsthand experience. Absolutely. The most important part of kind of like healing any sort of trauma, because that is what it is ultimately growing up with that stigma around something that honestly, like I always say, like if I could have devoted the time that I spent worrying about my body to like school, I would have my med degree by now. Like I'd be a doctor. Healing any kind of these traumas, the first step is always to kind of find a community, find somewhere where you can seek validation. Finding your people, hearing that these different issues that have kind of plagued us over the years are very real and um, they exist is like the first step to healing. And it, it, it exactly is what you said. It's not just, okay, today I love myself, you know, it's definitely a process. Exactly. <laughs> and I, one I've been, I feel like it's been maybe 10 years that of like of kind of healing work. I guess it began when I got into modeling, which is what's funny. It's like in the beginning of my career, I didn't hate my body, but yeah, that's like, it's yeah, pretty, pretty close. But the ironic thing is that I was like a size six, eight back then. Just for reference, I'm like a 12, 14 now, and I'm happier than I've ever been. And it's something like all healing, it's you kind of have to partake in it every day in different ways. Someone was like, in passing, was like, you would make a great plus size model. Mm -hmm. And I, at this point, you know, I was riding a BMX bike from Bushwick to Upper West Side every day. I was like super fit. You know, I was like, what the hell is she talking about? A plus size model. I was like, what a bitch. So I literally like hopped onto Google one day and I was like, what is a plus size model? Mm -hmm. And the first thing that came up was an article from Vogue Italia. They were hosting um, an open call for like their the first time ever for plus women. I remember feeling like so fat, but I walked in and they were like, cool. Yeah, we're going to sign you. And I, it was like a big like validation moment where I was like, oh my God, somebody sees something in me. That was, I guess, the beginning of the healing. Right. Right. Someone saying like, you're okay the way you are. Right. Um, it's okay. Come here. Do you need to sit on my lap to be quiet? <laughs> we'll hang out with her for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took that experience to learn that like being skinny is not or skinny <laughs> I, just to be clear I've never been like real like truly skinny but skinny yeah. for me is not synonymous with happiness right I think that's been like the biggest revelation and once that kind of clicked for me I was able to just to just enjoy life and 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 not constantly be worrying about like okay like for example I used to never wear anything with sleeve right. because the chubby arm thing and like oh I have like cellulite on the backs of my arms like I truly now like don't care I'm like it's hot <laughs> exactly I'm I I this yeah totally and I and I have to say that the why I think that representation and diversity like true diversity true inclusion not co-opted diversity and yeah. inclusion but um it's so important because it what 
I guess it took for me to kind of change the way that I saw things was being surrounded by all of these incredible, beautiful women, like was working with them and seeing like, like seeing myself in them, you know, and seeing like, oh my God, she's a size 16, but wow, she's beautiful. And beyond being like physically beautiful, like also like their souls are beautiful. And I, and like, like you, I didn't have many overweight friends growing up. I was definitely the bigger one always. And I, I it, so that little like microcosm, like what I experienced, I was like, oh my goodness, that changed everything for me. Like that needs to be like a, a, a bigger thing. We need to see these bodies in not just like fashion, but represented in all types of media in all like, and, and also in the organizations that hire us. Like, it's just like sad when you go into Condé Nast and you see like one type of person, mm-hmm. like it starts at the top. Like it's almost like a trickle down economy that absolutely when we normalize different types of bodies, different colors, different genders, all of the things, that's when we will stop thinking about it so much because we really don't need to, or we, we shouldn't have to waste so much time worrying about these things. Right. Being able to see yourself in images, whether it's on screens or in on billboards, wherever it is, or on your phone. Like, I just remember being 16 years old, being like, I, I'm not allowed to look this way. Like, it's just not, I'm never going to succeed in my life if I look this exactly. way. And also, like, there's so much I bet I could do if I didn't look yes. this way. Yes, yes. One of the talking points you had sent me was, when did you first become aware of your body yeah. and face? And I was like, immediately I like had a flashback to like these little like gap sale tags that had double XL on them. And I remember thinking like, hmm, mm-hmm. I like, I, I don't remember a time where it, where my size wasn't a part of the conversation or how I felt. I just remember thinking like that's that was my identity was like the chubby friend and exactly it mirrors exactly what you just said about like okay well I I have to get skinny first and then I can do all the things I want to do it's all just wasted time it's wasted time exactly and it that's what to me is like the most heartbreaking part yeah. right? is like oh my god my entire childhood was was wasted on me thinking about this thing rather than just being free and doing whatever I wanted, playing, going to the beach. Oh my God, the beach. In, yeah, the beach. I grew up in Miami, so that was that was a, mm-hmm. Right, like I never wanted to go to a friend's pool. I never wanted to be in a bathing suit in front of people. I remember like even hanging out by our pool and just like as a child thinking like, I have to put a shirt on. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? It doesn't come from us inherently. It comes from society. Right. I mean, I, I love my mother to death, but she is um, an extreme athlete and she has her own body dysmorphia and she never did it directly. But that's why I, you know, you, the power of words ha- and you have to recognize the weight that words carry because just hearing things like, oh, yeah, I, I, I can't eat that. I, it's no, I already, I already ate this today and ugh, I'm getting fat. My mom is 5'8 and like 135 pounds just for some context there. Like, so 
I just remember thinking, well, if that's how you feel, like, what about me? I've always been thinking like, how will I talk about food and about my body in front of my daughter one day? Because it really is so damaging. And like, we need to figure out what the right way to talk about these things are with other women. And even I think around men too, like men perpetuate so much of the rhetoric around body positivity, body image, and how do we get people to talk about it in a very different way? And not in a critique, not in a, oh, it's wrong, you need to change, but more of an open dialogue. Right, an open dialogue to figure out how do we talk about this thing? Because I don't know if there is a right way or what is the right way. I'm sure like there are a lot of therapists who have a lot of ideas about it. Right. But it's delicate, right? Because as a mother, I can imagine that you're the, the, I think that like the motive of talking to your daughters in that way is to like protect them, right? Because there are a lot of societal obstacles that, that girls and women are going to face because of their fatness or their body, you know, size. And I think that the motive for moms is to like protect them from that because they don't want to see their daughters get hurt. It all starts in the home. And what we're telling our kids, they're going out and they're living that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where do the men come into play in your life with this? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's like, we need 10 more hours. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I feel like for everyone, the most beneficial thing is kind of working on yourself. The, The best way that men can not only be our allies, but also help themselves is to look inwards and to question their own thoughts and their own, the, their own things that they were told when they were younger. You know what? I'm going to reload. Can we, can we, yeah, of course. <laughs> Quick little walk. We love a scene change. A scene change, right? Very hard to talk about. The, uh, the, the <laughs> patriarchy in front of the patriarchy. Right, yes, exactly. <laughs> I've been definitely called really not nice things in regards to my weight by several men. I actually took a big long break from dating because of that. And that mm-hmm. was also so, so helpful. I never really understood what people meant when they tell you like loving people begins with loving yourself. Um, until I took that that physical and mental space and like right. reclaimed that energy back as mine, and I was like, I'm not. I'm going to work on myself before I put myself in another relationship where I let myself be called those names and be treated that way because I didn't have that confidence within myself to know that I was much better than that and I did not deserve that. I think like how you were saying at the beginning too, right? All that brain space that we use right. towards, can't I can't be eating that. I need to go to the gym. I need to make sure that, you know, I'm eating no more than this amount of calories a day. Like, I don't think that that's something, I don't know. I'm not a man. I don't know what they're thinking about, but like there's so much yeah. space that we yeah. use on that, right? And like, I believe that that's probably a really big part of why men are able to succeed more easily than women is because they have way more brain space where they're not thinking about 
are my legs looking small yeah. enough today? Does this jacket fit me? You know, like all of those things where they're able to put all that energy into the boardroom. Where are you now in that journey? What are your thoughts? How have you realized that this has affected you and, and, and built you into the person that you are now? It, honestly, it's so cliche, but it started with like the inner child work. Kind of going back and, and working through that and like finding ways to like honor the person that I always wanted to be that I didn't feel that I was allowed to be because of my parents or because of the people I was around. Finding the community, I think that's like what this is now for me, right? Exactly. It's like finding people who I can talk to about these things and realize holy shit, I was not the only one thinking about these things. And I just remember, like I said, like being 16, being like, I've never seen a fat woman succeed. Like that's not something that existed 15 years ago, you know? That's crazy. That's crazy. And to me now, it's really interesting because I have actually like a very complex relationship, I think with curve models, plus size models, because I'm like, there's, I have a little bit of resentment in, in me about it, I think, because it's like, why didn't I see that 15 years ago? Why is it 15 years too late? Not even 15 years too late, hundreds of years too late, right? Decades too late. I'm always like, yes, yes, yes. I, I'm so happy, but I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm so upset yeah. for like yeah. my unhealed inner child that didn't have that. That's where it comes back to exactly. I do kind of hate social media for a lot of things, but I will say I think social media is almost single-handedly responsible for the body positivity movement, the self-love, all of these things, because again, that comes back to community. When you don't have to suffer alone, that's where your healing will begin. Mm -hmm. That validation helps you like move on to the next step. Instagram is the first time that I was like, oh my God. There are women who are putting their bodies on display that look so much more like me. They don't, you know, they're not thin, thin models. If I have to look at like Emily Ratajkowski or Gigi Hadid or all these women, I'm never, I'm going to just hate myself. Forever. Right. Exactly. Right. No. And it's, it's so interesting too, because like I said, with organizations, not really like going into Condé Nast and not seeing one fat body, but like these are the media companies that are showing us the imagery that we see in our everyday lives. Like you said, it was years, decades, so late. But honestly, we can thank ourselves in this case because right. we were the ones that fucking pushed for this. Like right. Anna Wintour never pushed for this until it was something- To make sport. money off of. Exactly. And that's yes. where I get upset about like positivity being co-opted because it's like, wait a minute, we did this all ourselves. Yep. It's, and it, that also kind of shows you how much power people have when they come together. Totally. Um, because we demanded this mm -hmm. and I still, I still see it so much and it frustrates me to see companies that are using me, not just for their regular shoots, but for a diversity shoot or this shoot is all about showcasing different body types. Like, can't you just book me for your regular campaign? Because right. that's when it will become actually inclusion until Absolutely. then you're just co-opting something to make money off of it. Absolutely that's kind of where I struggle and I go back and forth because of course I work within this system and I see the, the backside of it. Um, like for example, one of my best friends is on the cover of Vogue Japan as like a size eight, 10 
gorgeous model and they photoshopped her to make her look like a straight size model it's like wait wait a minute so you finally hired someone who doesn't look like every other girl you've shot for the last how many decades and then you're going to take her body and you are going to to alter it like what it really it still feels like it's the burden falls on our shoulders and i think that's unfair but it also it's a good time to realize and to think about the power that we hold and to think about how we use our power like where are we spending our money what publications are we choosing to watch well who are we listening to on social media like if they are not about true inclusion i don't want it at all when we were seeing you know diet prada expose all of this racism in these different companies like looking at all these posts and everyone's like outraged I'm like how is anyone surprised by this these are the same companies that have the same skinny white petite girl on their whole instagram feed for how long they've never embraced fatness but like how are you guys surprised by this right these are the same companies who have kept us out of the conversation for years i really liked how you said the story about like the double xl at the gap i think Fitting room trauma is a real thing. And the number, I, yeah, the fights yes, that I've had with my mom there, the fact of me walking into Zara not being able to close anything. I Zara, mean, just hearing Zara is like, I know. My body starts to sweat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of these places have clothes that fit me. I want to wear clothes just like cute skinny girls. Like I love clothing. I love fashion. I wish I could find stuff that fit me that I see thin girls wearing all the time, but I simply can't. Right. I don't know if you're like a bag and shoes girl, but that like bag accessories, like that was always like, yes. I'm, if I walk into a store, you know, and I'm shopping, I'm going straight to look at the bags and the shoes. Cause I know, okay, that's somewhere that I'm not going. And it's, it's not even like a conscious thing anymore. It's almost like my nervous system is like, nope, 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 stay, stay away from there. Like me too. I do the exact same thing. I just like go beeline for where I know I can find stuff that's right. gonna fit me because I know this shit isn't going to fit me. Why am I even going to put my body and my brain through that? Like, I don't want to go take a pair of jeans in the largest size that I already know are not going to fit. And if they do, you're like, okay, they, they buttoned, but like, oh, and no, I'm done buying clothes that like snap, but aren't comfortable. And it shouldn't be that way. I mean, I, literally, I, it wasn't, it was maybe a year ago that I was with my mom and it was funny because we were at the store that, you know, she used to take me to when I, you know, we'd go back to school shopping and it was like PTSD. It was like yeah. reliving that, that moment of, you know, her and my sister are both a lot smaller than I am. And they both were able to find what they were looking for in 15 minutes. And they were like, they were waiting on me. And it became like a, oh, you know, like, oh, she's being difficult. Like, and I was really upset. And I was like, fuck this. I was like, they want to sell their clothes to bigger women. So they, cause I, I, I've shot for them before. So I know that they make these clothes, but what your 10,000 square foot store isn't big enough that you can put some plus size options in store. Why is it that we can only shop online? It's, mm -hmm. I, it's like, okay, it's like, we're going to put the fat people in the back. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we want your money and you have access to us online, but God forbid we put your clothes in the store. 
you know, my, and this is well, what my mom said was, well, you know, maybe they just don't have the, those, those, that many people who come into the store mm-hmm. looking for those sizes. And I said, well, do you know why that is? It's because they know that they're not here. So of course they're not coming in because they don't want to put themselves through this misery. Like I ended up leaving there in tears. I was like, fuck this. And I think that there's so much shame too. And us living in our shame of like, you know, when you walk out of the dressing room with nothing, but you're with your friend or you're with your mom who was able to find five pieces of clothing that fit that they loved and they want to take home. And you have to be like, no, I didn't like anything. But in reality, nothing fucking fit. Right. And like, you couldn't leave the store with anything. Yep. Yeah. I remember like this, like, just like dying to have, like, we, we didn't grow up like I didn't have money when we grew up. So like, I remember just dying for a pair of lucky jeans Mm -hmm. and like, my mom was like, okay, you like finally agreed that I could get one pair of lucky jeans for back to school. And I still remember it was a size 32. And I was just like, I was like, all I need is for them to button. I didn't care about how they felt. I didn't care that they literally like gave me trapped gas in my stomach every time because like they constricted so much. Like all I cared about was, wearing the jeans that every other girl got to wear and just being able to like fit in Mm -hmm. and it's just it's so it it's ostracizing and yeah what that does to your self-esteem I mean it literally is just like you're not welcome here Mm -hmm. a line drawn in the sand yeah like something's wrong with you right exactly Like, or circling back to what you said, I have to, like, before I get anything done, I have to be skinny first. Yeah. And recognizing that that is an absolute fallacy and hopefully hearing from more people that have found happiness at a bigger size, I'm hoping will, yeah, inspire girls who, like me, who had to go through all of that and like you, who had to suffer through so many years of just wasted energy and sadness and shame and invalidation especially from our families because I mean no matter how much we want to tell ourselves otherwise it's just a natural instinct within ourselves to seek validation from our our family our parents I really hope that you know this movement and that's why I think you know I sometimes when people contact me about talking about body positivity and like mm-hmm. ah but mm-hmm. it's because I I I this is like the this is the, this is the important part. It's not the how do you make but, money like, off of it? Right, exactly. Like you said about you know oh uh, there's a lot of this a lot of brands that will show like a size eight girl with like two rolls and that that everyone is everyone's problems are relative. You know if you have had body issues and self esteem issues, you have that on, on in, in all sizes, right? But for brands to take that and just think that that's their their work you know okay we're showing this girl look oh my god we didn't retouch her in her two rolls like when she leans all the way over like that is that's not the body positivity that we're we're looking for it's not i guess we also need to stop looking for validation from these brands and realize that ultimately they are catering to their their bottom line right and it's we will find the answers and I think the hope and the validation that we need in community. It all kind of, I feel like it always comes back to that. It's just so, it's so therapeutic for me. Yeah. To hear oh 
like to hear, you know, other people that have dealt with these things, because I think it goes back to like that feeling of alone and I am the only one. And I, there's something I have to fix about myself because I, I, there's something wrong with me and I need to fix it in order to live a happy life. And it's like, no, the world is wrong. You're not wrong. Right. And yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we have been gaslit by the world for so long. I mean, as this, this is like any kind of oppressed people. I always say that, that, that people have faced their own version of oppression and we can, I mean, we can feel camaraderie with all of the different oppressed peoples of the world because I mean, I feel like the world has been kind of against us since whenever the like, tides turns i know that that historically fatness was meant that you were well fed and that you had access to resources and at some point it switched and it's just unfortunate i i want every child to not have to even for it to not even be a thing right right absolutely and i think a lot of this is like an ode to my young self of like I hope that a young girl somewhere sitting in her room sees this somehow and feels just a little bit less alone, right? And and that's the real work because it's not fair to like have to grow up that way with thinking something's not right with you. Um, yeah. It's, it's a shame. It's a damn Absolutely. shame. Mm-hmm. Shout out to any of the young girls watching this. <laughs> Yes. With you. <laughs> yes. With you, no matter what your mom says or your dad says or your friends say or yeah. see on TV. I yeah. Mean, it's all, it's, yeah, it's never ending. There's nowhere to really look unless you're like, you have to seek out those communities um, right. for yourself. I mean, like with me, I started to follow people like you on Instagram years ago because I was like, oh, this is, this is a thing that exists. And look, I just stumbled upon it somehow. And there's a whole community of, of women who look a lot more like me that are faces of huge fashion brands and are wearing beautiful clothing and are, I can see like the, the confidence just like radiating off of them. And like, that's the image that I want to see in the world. I don't want to see like a sad, frumpy, fat woman, because that's, right. that's not, that's or not like, reality. Or like Hollywood, where it's always like the fat friend. Yeah, it's, of course. Come, come on. Like we have, I mean, I have lived such a full, wonderful life. <laughs> I am not just someone's fat friend. Part of it is mourning that inner child that never, that will never really get to redo childhood. You know, I still, I feel like part of the reason, you know, I'm a little bit like older, but I feel so young at heart is because I'm, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm jumping on the trampoline for the first time without wondering how like much my cellulite is jiggling or like, I'm getting to go to the beach. I I get to finally like tan my belly, like for the first time in like my whole life. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we can heal ourselves or our inner, we kind of owe it to ourselves to like have these like firsts again, you know, and just kind of live a little bit more freely. And I mean, once you kind of take that power back, it is, 
very, very rewarding. Doing these things, I think, is part is definitely part of the healing. Like honoring those parts of yourself that you were not able to live out as a child. I think that will bring us. That's yeah. really nice. <laughs> That's really nice. You're right. I guess I've like subconsciously done those things and never really thought about it. Right. Like now I feel a little bit more comfortable wearing a tank top during the summer. Yeah. Um, now I like, like you said, like I'm able to tan my belly for the first time mm-hmm. in my whole life. Like you, I've never, I would have never worn a two piece bathing suit between the ages of 12 and 25 right like it was just nothing I would never be okay with that but like recently I'm just like okay if you have a problem that's your problem yeah exactly and that's exactly what it is it's like it is just that I hate to say it but like no fucks given attitude it's just Mm -hmm. like how do you want to remember your vacation like all of the like I remember just hating because we yeah we lived in Florida and like we didn't really have money for real vacation. So we'd like drive to a different beach for a weekend or something. So like every like vacation memory of my childhood was like plagued by like, I don't want to, I don't really want to be here. But I remember the ultimate freedom was like when I was in the ocean, no one could see my body and like just riding the waves. Like just like, like that was that remembering that feeling and that freedom. Yeah. I just wanted live that forever and I don't want to look back on my life and think oh my god I I wasn't really living I was yeah living in fear hiding right like yeah exactly like don't want to make any more decisions based out of fear like I want my decisions to be rooted in the confidence that worked really hard to build up the hiding that's yeah no more hiding yeah yeah because that fights against like the fight that we're trying to fight, right? Of like, you, we need to make sure that we are out and about and proud about it because the, the, when we hide, that's when all, where we are allowing that rhetoric to exist in the world. Yep, and exactly. That's kind of the part where it's like doing the work, you know, it is hard. It's not, uh, you, you, you're not gonna feel comfortable right away. You know, you kind of have to like, say, okay, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit with this uncomfort or this discomfort. I'm going to go out to the beach and I'm going to wear the bikini. But once you do that and you see how good it feels and you realize that like you didn't die, you're like, oh shit, okay, cool. And that, it gives you a little bit of like a little bit of like a check mark, a little bit of a, of a boost, right? And then so you do it again the next day or the next week or whatever. And slowly you build not armor, but you build just, you're like, yeah, shit, I don't care. This is great. I, it feels so good to be alive that I want to keep doing it and I'm going to do it. I I've gotten called fat ass on my bike in New York city so many times that like, it's just, I totally desensitized by it. I'm like, yeah, cool. Kiss my fat ass. You're in a car. I'm out here riding my bike. Like on our really like, Right. Cognitive dissonance, but okay. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Oh God, that's hilarious. I know. The 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 strangers who feel that have the audacity to say things to me in public is horrific. Well, I 
thank you so much because like I said, I've been following you. I appreciate seeing your body on the internet. It has allowed me to feel better about myself and I want to see so much more of it. So thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Oh yeah. Thank you for, yeah. for reaching out and, and doing this project. I think, yeah, like we said, this is the work that's important. It's like you said, it's almost like therapy. It's mm -hmm. very therapeutic to do this. And I am very happy to be a part of your series. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing the other women who get to speak. And um, I hope this, you know, even if it resonates with one person, exactly. that's awesome. Exactly. Well, have a beautiful day at the beach. Ooh, rock that bathing suit. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you'll see it on Instagram. <laughs> I'll see it on Instagram. I can't wait. All right, Christina, have a great day. Talk Thank soon. You. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye, Dolly. All the love. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.